You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. I'm Weston Peterson. And I'm Jesse Hartman. West brings the quality. And Jesse brings a cafe. Today's coffee talk, cold coffee. It's so hot right now. Cold coffee is so hot right now. You know what else is hot right now? Texas. You know what else is hot right now? Well, here. America. We, America, we have a list from USA Today of the hottest cities uh, of this year. And Phoenix, you're on there. Las wow. Vegas, Dallas, Houston, Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Miami, New Orleans, Orlando, Tampa, these places. So how many of those cities are located inside Texas borders? I mean, how many of those cities are in the U.S.? People, this is... Cold coffee is so hot right now. (laughs) That's right. And it should be so hot to you. You know, for a while, spelling hot H-A-W-T was like a thing. So hot. It's not a thing. No. Okay, and we're not starting it here. No. But what we are going to start is a conversation about what we experimented today with, which was, drumroll, Wes, you announce. Japanese iced coffee. (laughs) Also known as, yeah. Flash Brew. Flash Brew. That's right. So if you're into the like Marvel comics, wait, is he a DC? Oh, I've, mm, I've messed it up. He's a DC guy. Is he DC? I think so. No, Flash is Marvel. No, you're totally wrong. That's beside the point. <laughs> Flash Brew. You know what? Hold on. I think I am. You are wrong. So let, let's talk about, um, you know, for one, I don't think you should let all that sweat weigh you down during these hot seasons. No, indeed. I think you should take a shower. And then after you take a shower, you should grab yourself a cold coffee. Um, We're going to focus right now on three different ways that we brewed uh, this flash brew or this Japanese iced coffee. That's right. With the focus on Japanese flash brew. Now, we know that cold brew is amongst one of the most popular cold coffee drinks right now. But... Nitro... Draft. Yeah, nitro, the draft lattes, uh, even those fancy metered uh, drip towers. Those little trinket towers. Those things are pretty fancy, but not today. Today we're focusing on the homebrewer's best cold coffee, Japanese Flash. Okay, hold on one second. We're rewinding really quick back into history, just really quick, to give a head nod to... The potential origins of cold coffee. Where do they start? Well, there's this argument that they started in the nineteenth mid-19th century in Algeria. Uh, and the drink was a mazagran. Or Are you sure you're pronouncing that correctly? I am totally sure. You had to look it up, didn't you? I had to look it up. <laughs> and so, anyway, it's kind of started there. It's kind of like an interesting, sort of like a cocktail coffee situation. We're going to put a link to a video of how you might make it in one way uh, at the on the bottom of the podcast. And then in 1994, you had the Frappe uh, by The Coffee Connection, which is not us, really close to our name. Not us. Uh, which was eventually purchased by Starbucks, yada, yada, you know, the end of that story. Um, and I could really reach back, I think, the furthest back I saw was an article in 2004 about cold brew. So hmm. cold coffee is not 
really been around very long. And even the iced coffee that goes back a while, you know, a ways back was was kind of unique in itself. So we are. Sure, and it was, it age, wasn't very. It wasn't really a consumer trend until recent years. It's it's so hot right now. It's just getting hotter every single year. <laughs> so we've got to talk about it. We've got to cover it. Uh, I want to do shout out to Mr. Christopher Robbins for giving us the tip off to do some cold brew episodes because everyone's talking about it except for us because it's so hot right now we're trying to avoid the heat but let's dive right in let's dive right in so with before you go into any of these brews you need to consider um that your ice is weight right that corresponds to the water portion of your brew ratio so let's uh let's simplify it mr professor simplify it go for it or you want oh you want me to simplify I'll, it? i'll simplify it for you <laughs> okay. don't worry Ice counts as water mass. So whenever I brew my Japanese iced coffees, I pretend or I set up my uh, brewing method just as I would making a hot coffee. For instance, in these recipes, we are brewing with 15 grams of coffee at a 1 to 15 ratio, which gives our target water input at 225 grams. Now, 100 of those grams are going to be used up by ice. Ice, baby. And that ice is going to melt into the concentrated brew, diluting it to the optimal ratio. Uh, So you don't really have to get too technical with it. Just do your favorite brew ratio and then whatever you use for ice, subtract that weight, and then that's how much water you're going to be using. Yeah, and just so you know, if you're using these recipes with this uh, 15 grams in, it's going to last you about 30 cups in a one-pound bag. That's just a fun fact. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I'll tell you one thing about, you know, iced coffee hits me a lot stronger than hot coffee. It hits you like a train full of bricks. Like I've had about 15 sips of coffee this evening and am wired. Wired, you know what? Yes, and so, I am as well. So that those 30 cups of cold brew coffees or flash brew coffees uh, are actually going to be pretty uh, energizing as well. Yeah, they're just they're just like fuel. I mean, people sometimes call it jet fuel. I've never heard it called jet fuel. You know, maybe they don't, but I feel like that could be a thing. <laughs> maybe I heard it one time. It's a good idea. Let's Let's start it. So we're kicking it off. Uh, we're using three different types of uh, brewing devices, and essentially to kind of uh, see which one was our favorite. And we were using the V60 by Hario, the Kalita Wave, and the AeroPress. Uh, we chose these three brewing devices because one is a fully uh, well, I guess it's just like your standard. Everyone has or should have a V60 brewer. Um, it's it's my go-to brewer at home. I don't I don't own one, by the way. Yeah, well, you don't even own a grind or a scale, so. Oh, I do have a scale. <laughs> <laughs> so we started with the V60, uh, and today we were using a grind setting that was medium to fine, and this was the case because uh, with. 100 
grams of our water being taken up by ice at the bottom of the craft, you need to aim for some rapid extraction. Right. Meaning you're going to want a finer grind setting to increase the brew time. And also, you're going to want to agitate that thing like crazy. I'm talking aggressive agitation here. Uh, and, and if you can achieve this successfully, the results are going to be um, quite exciting. So to kick it off, we had a ratio of 1 to 15, 15 grams of water to 225 uh, I'm sorry, 15 grams of coffee, 225 grams of water, 100 of those grams was ice, and we started the bloom, uh, finished the brew time at a minute and 50 seconds with aggressive agitation with a brew temperature of 192 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, we were brewing a Papua New Guinea pea berry this evening, and let me tell you. I The PNGs, again, every time, so... Well, you better, you know, stock up on P&G because they're about to go out of season. That's just not right. And once they're out of season, you got to wait till next year. So get yourself a bag of P&G. Make yourself up a Japanese flash brew and make it quick while it's still hot. <laughs> make a cold one while it's hot. Make a cold one while it's still hot. The aromatics. Wow, let's just get right into the cup. Also, by the way, you guys should be, uh, you can be following behind the scenes of all of our brewing adventures under our new Snapchat story. How how do you find this? Because I I am not. We'll we'll link it at the end of the show. But just saying, join in on the fun. We're on Snapchat. We're on the story. It's going to be great. All right. Come join us. So on this one, on this one, uh, did, did we talk about uh, uh, of the uh, temperature and how we need to... We did. We talked about the 192 degrees okay. Fahrenheit, yeah. Sorry, my brain is not fully functional <laughs> tonight. <laughs> um, uh, in the cup, though, wow, this was um, amazing. So think, it, think of it like really sweet caramelized brown sugar was what I was smelling in the cup. Very yeah. sweet. I I seriously got the uh, got a honey biscuit. You know, like when you put honey on a biscuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like a baked good honey. Yeah, like a baked honey. Mm, man, yeah. Oh, wow. It really was, though. Wow, I can just picture that right now. I'm too. getting really hungry. <laughs> and that was the aromatics. Super sweet. Uh, the acidity on this V60 Japanese flash brew, uh, to me, was very bright. I mean, it was... I was getting uh, like almost like a pineapple. It was kind of sour, but not like, uh, you know, malic. Or it wasn't very like citrusy. It was kind of like a little bit of a sweet pineapple in there. Yeah, I, I honestly, the first brew, I had a hard time. I, I really thought the first brew was one of my favorites. I also really love pineapple to the point that I'll eat it till my <laughs> tongue hurts. Yeah. So, yeah. That I, was a very good cup. We were most pleased with that. Um, well, I, I, in two, in this cup, I was getting a hazelnut. So we were using the SEAA wheel to kind of guide us along, um, which we encourage you to do to kind of guide your brain in and what you're tasting. Um, and put words to the flavors. Yeah. And be able to see it. And, uh, and so hazelnut for sure with me and Wes had brown sugar and those are very close, uh, together on the flavor wheel. So, um, 
Yeah, it was an excellent cup of cold coffee. Okay, from an operation standpoint, is this an easy thing to brew? I would say it's as easy as brewing a hot cup of coffee. Okay. The only difference is you've got ice at the bottom. So if you've got the skills for a hot cup of coffee... You better get this while it's hot and brew this cold. And, at, you know, but be careful because once you make start making these Japanese, like, flash brews, you're going to be hooked. You're going to be brewing these yeah. three, four times a day. Right. Because they're just so good. And you can just drink them, you know, all day in right. the summertime when it gets hot out there. Yeah. You, it's it, it will doom you in a good way. Yeah. For sure. So that was enjoyable. And then we moved on to uh, our second brewing method which would be the kalita wave which is jesse's favorite uh and we essentially approached the kalita the same way we approached the v60 with a medium to fine grind at a brewing temperature of 192 degrees fahrenheit and we were aggressively agitating the bloom bed in order to increase extraction and uh and all that uh, using the same coffee png peaberry and we finished at the same time, one minute and 50 seconds. Yeah. And yeah, keep in mind, so these really short brews. Um, yeah. Like the, it's the rapidly way. rapidly extracting this Yeah, stuff. it's rapidly extracting. So it's almost required that you're agitating. And it's important mm-hmm. to control your agitation so that next time you do a brew, you have something reliable to go back to and say, okay, this is what I changed or didn't change, you know, while you're sure. brewing your coffee. Sure. So what um what were we getting in the aromatics on this guy oh man this one was kind of unique because i was still getting like a graham crackery sweetness but it was also kind of melon like in a way so my brain just kind of went to like a honeydew yeah aromatic and, and the and i had to agree with you and i just it was like honey do like wow oh totally yeah and i and i just cut like a local texas uh cantaloupe oh yeah, yeah. and so i i'm not i not could the seriously same, but relate yeah. no right but they're similar <laughs> yeah similar enough like yeah how similar are they <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a trick question you can ask people i learned that this week is it? Uh, yeah it just this is confusing here we go anyway the point is uh i could really relate to what you're saying in the melon uh sort of sense where it was like very uh, like that deep fruit, mm-hmm. not not too um, not too bright, like yeah. a lemon. Yeah, um, but it had a lot of sweetness to it. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned too, the body was nice. Yeah, it had a very nice body. Oh yeah, sorry, we moved right on into the flavor and uh, the wheel of flavor, as we say. And the wheel of flavor landed on citrus for me on this one. Yeah, you you definitely were doing the citrus thing. Uh, you, I was thinking like grapefruit grapefruit lime something with more of kind of like it had a bittering aspect to it yeah it had the bitter aspect was like what we called the orange rind sort well, of we agreed on orange rind yeah by the by the time we kind of settled down and yes yeah, so the, the flavor was orange rind and then we had the aromatics before the flavor were honeydew so imagine that uh combination and mind you too this is all the same coffee so yeah and the um the amount of change, I think, between the first brew and the second brew was significant enough. Yeah. If you, as far as, like, picking out flavor profiles uh, and flavor tastes, we were getting different flavors, different notes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think just, just from switching the brew method. That's true. Um, yeah, brown sugar 
um, and melon or citrus are quite on different sides of the flavor wheel. Which just shows that, you know, when you have a coffee, I would definitely run that through a few different brewing devices and, you know, make some flash cold brews or make some, you know, hot coffees and you'll really get the most out of your coffee if you're brewing it on very different devices. And especially if you're using tools to help you guide your thoughts like the SCAA or SCAA wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go ahead and let's jump into Mr. Aeropress, Mrs. Aeropress, however you want to yeah. Aeropress. So, yeah, the Aeropress, this one kind of gave me some trouble. Uh, it actually exploded in the kitchen. You oh, okay. I'm finding this out right now. Yeah, yeah. So this I, is live. <laughs> I was brewing the first one, and <laughs> I had like 15 grams in, of course. I'm doing the same thing. 15, 15 grams, medium to fine, aggressive agitation. And so smart it, smart me over here starts like pressing down on the plunger. And I'm like, man, there's so much. Oh, by the way, important fact. This was not an inverted method. I was not inverting the air press. I oh had my it, gosh. I had it right side up on top of the craft over ice. So when I was putting the plunger in there, there was about like, you know, six inches of air, which was just annoying to me. Is that why they call it air? Oh, it could be, but it's not spelled like that. <laughs> so I start plunging. I'm like, all right, I'm tired of all this air. So I start backpedaling, right? I start pulling the plunger out. And, oh, I, no. and in my mind, I was like, you know, this is going to hold like a vacuum suction, you know, coffee's not going to go out the bottom then I, I was like i can just flip it to inverted and press all the air out before i flip it again and you know do my thing so i, I start backpedaling it i pull the plunger out of the aeropress a little bit i'm like all right i got this and i flip it and as soon as i flip it all the pressure that it built up <laughs> boom exploded coffee grounds all over my pants coffee grounds I- all over the kitchen. How I missed this. <laughs> I I need to... I was very smooth about the whole operation. Yeah. He even said to me, yeah, I don't think we should include this one. In <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Matt saw me. I brought out the broom and started sweeping it up. And Oh, yeah. Uh, so first round with the air press knocked me <laughs> out. First, first round knockout on the air press. But I got back in the rink and brewed it a second time. In the rink? The rinky dink. What? What is that? So anyway, so you bre- you brewed it a second time. So that's a relief. I thought you were gonna end the story with uh, that. This is what I gave you. <laughs> no, so no, I mean, it just it, yeah. So second time was successful. I did not try to do anything crazy with this. Uh, just uh, pretty much the same uh, brewing uh, parameters as the last one. A minute and fifty seconds on the brew. 192 degrees Fahrenheit, aggressive agitation with a non-inverted aeropress method. Um, and we pressed it, we shook it, and what did you think about the cup? You know, so when we talked about aromatics, I think right away, and this is so true in so many coffees, we probably mentioned this before, but you can kind of tell what you're going to get based on what you're smelling when you, when you start to get the hang of it. That's false. Sometimes. I think aromatics are the most deceiving things in coffee. Okay, okay, but pause, pause. In relationship to brewing the same cup three times, so when you consider that we're brewing the same coffee three different ways, so when yeah. the aromatics were sweet, like, definitely it was a good cup. 
Mm-hmm. It was definitely a good cup. The second time when it was sweet and bold. Yeah. Third time it had like this almost. Uh, it had a weird aromatic. Smell yeah, that's what to I'm it. saying. Yeah, you could yeah. tell like, oh, something is either, something is off about this. Sure. At least off. Maybe sure. not bad, but yeah, off. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. No, that was a good little side conversation actually about aromatics. Dude, I do not. I mean, I love aromatics. They are misleading, but you just can't trust them. Yeah, we that episode we did. What was that? We've done a few episodes where aromatics have just thrown us for a loop. Yeah, completely. Like, yeah. But anyway, you can refer back to this. So yeah, yeah. this cup though was our least favorite. Um, yeah, I would say it kind of tasted like, you know, the smell when you're vacuuming and like your vacuum cleaner sucks up a rubber band. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> No, I, it's like I, that burnt rubber vacuum cleaner kind of smell. That's what I was tasting. <laughs> That's mightily specific. <laughs> that must have been really hot inside when it was getting vacuumed. That's yeah. Wow, could have used a cold coffee. So, wow, that is so specific. Hey, For, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> on the SCA flavor wheel. I mean, we we with we've considered. I've considered for us that we would create our own flavor wheel that includes. Uh, vacuumed rubber band smell. Wow. How I'm going to fit it into a little piece of pie, I'm not sure. But sure. We'll, we'll maybe pictures. Yeah, that'd be good. Like a picture book. So, okay, we did not like this brew. Do you think it's how we brewed it? I think it might have been a little bit of user error. I mean, I think after I got knocked out uh, first round, um, you know, coming back to bat, so to speak, you know, <laughs> I was just a little like, I had the yips. What probably. sport are we playing? <laughs> <laughs> First round, up to bat. Why well, can't I put my finger on the sport? <laughs> We're having too much fun on this episode. I hope you are too. All right, yeah. so I think I think I just kind of I don't know. Uh, the AirPress is one of those brewing devices that is so finicky. You can brew the thing a thousand and ten times. And the 1011th is going to be the worst cup of coffee you've ever had. Same with the siphon brewer. You, you think that's because there's things are hard to control, like pushing pressure? Is I think it, it's just so exacting. I think, you know, anything that goes wrong in the air press is highlighted in the cup. That's that's very uh, similar to espresso, I would mm-hmm. say. And I would also compare it to the siphon or the vacuum pot brewer, mm. which we haven't talked about yet. Uh, and that's just because I don't like it. Wow, that is just... Which means, like the French press... Do, do not associate we're... me with this person right now. Which means, like the French press, <laughs> we're going to need to bring the siphon out, and we're going to need to work on it until we love it. Yeah. Isn't that what we did with the French press? That's what we did with the French press, and the French press... Changed our minds. In press. Well, it changed your mind. It changed my mind, yeah. yeah. I, used to, I used to really hate French press. And we made some really good brews. Remember that PNG? It was That a was PNG a month again. old? Guys, if you haven't listened to that one, yeah, that you was, should go back. That was mind blowing for us. It was a fun episode. It was a fun night. So, what as we as we get through this? So let's talk about which one of these um, recipes did you think? Hey, this is the easiest. Hey, this is the hardest. This one's the most intricate. Talk through those things so we can kind of give them an idea of uh, where should you start? Like, as a beginner home brewer versus like. Hey, like I've been doing this a while. What 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 would you encourage? Uh, I would encourage as far as brewing for a flash, uh, like a Japanese flash brew, definitely like a pour over device. Uh, it could be a Chemex, it could be a V60, a Kalita, a Melita. 
Um, clever. Clever. I don't clever know. makes it really good. It's kind of a full immersion filtered though. It's like a polished immersion. It's so good. We haven't tried to ice though. I've never done I, Japanese I've ice. Done, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. We we might Are you have sure? to. Yeah, we might have to do a special little. Okay. Extra on that. But as far as like, for operation's sake, manual pour over device for Japanese ice brew. If you get your ratios. You leave your ratio the same, accounting for your weight in water uh, in regards to, you know, the ice. It's going to be a solid brew. Now, and especially once you start to perfect it and you realize, oh, this is how fine I need my grind. This is how much agitation it needs. You know, some of, some of my favorite coffees are Japanese flash brewed. But that being said, uh, it's con- it's very different in cup than cold brew coffee extremely different which is a completely different way of brewing coffee. i would argue um you know i i have had my moments with really good cold brew but i would argue that uh flash brews are a little more complex um from my from my experience mm -hmm. just you know you get the acidity yep you get the deep notes like we were getting you know the grapefruit or or we were getting you know the melon, whereas I feel like cold brew can really be drowned out by chocolate and... I don't know, because some of the fruitiest, most like pulpy, deep, deep fruit prune juice coffees I've had have been excellent cold... Pulpy? That's a controversial (laughs) word to use in describing coffee. Is that right? Pulpy. Yeah, that's what I hear. From who? From the people. The people. <laughs> what do you guys think about pulpy? Is pulpy good or is pulpy bad? Is... Anyways, <laughs> cold brew coffees are great, just like Japanese iced, but they're completely different in how they taste. Well, and they're also brewed. So you're talking flash brew in like two minutes. You're talking cold, cold brew, brew in like, like 12 to 24 hours. Yeah. So again. But they're different. But They're different. The body's different. Um, there's residual stuff. You know, I feel like, yeah, yeah, with what you were saying with the Japanese ice brew, you still get a lot of the acidity. You know, you still get kind of like those top enzymatic sweetness in the notes where, and you kind of get like a thin body, like a crispy, clean, thin body. With a cold brew, it really likes to highlight the body of the coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's very bottom heavy. You get so like syrupy. It's not very, it's not bright at all, actually. There's like almost zero acidity to it. Well, it really, again, it really depends on how you brew it. Yeah. I've had cold brews that are really, really deep and savory sort of cold brews. And then I've had cold brews that honestly are bad that are just oh, yeah. underbrewed. So, or overbrewed. Well, yeah, overbrewed. But if you underbrew cold brew, it's bad. It's yeah. like real bad. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a whole nother discussion. How many cans are we going to open of worms, I mean? Well, we've got all summer. <laughs> to open cans of worms <laughs> yeah, with right. cans of worms in one hand, cold coffee in the other. Absolutely. That's Is how it we a do hot it. commodity this summer? Yes. It's a hot commodity all year long. That's right. <laughs> Cold this coffee. Is, like, is this even funny? I don't know, but I'm <laughs> laughing. 
Well, guys, we are coming to the end of this episode, and I think there are a few things that we want to uh, just talk about. Snapchat. Yes, that's right. Uh, that we just started uh, to implement, just so you guys could uh, be more involved on the live side of things, like as we brew, like actually see like uh, those pieces. Yep. Um, we are also very active on Instagram. If you comment and you have questions, um, we try our best to respond to you um, with information that is true accurate and that is responded to quickly um and anything else we're on twitter we're on twitter um and and a few other places for this episode i just want to include a few um articles and links for you they're going to be at the bottom we have the usa today article on uh the prediction for the weather this year in case anyone was wanting to see that list again (laughs) they should you should look at the chill cities who are going to be drinking hot coffee all year round Uh. um there's also a brew tutorial by counterculture down there um there is a uh mazagran uh by taste made on youtube link uh, and then I also linked the 2004 cold brew article in case you're interested to see what cold brew was doing back in 2004. So with all that said, word of advice with, you know, brewing in the AeroPress, watch yourself, watch yourself, check yourself. Those before are just you like landmines ready to happen. And it's true. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, thanks for tuning in. We are the coffee podcast where our focus is people and our language is coffee catch us for our last 33 episodes on www.thecoffeepodcast.org